are listening to the Exam Room Podcast brought to you by the Physicians Committee. A special bonus episode as we cruise towards Super Bowl Sunday. I am the weight loss champion Chuck Carroll and recently I had the opportunity to speak with Tom Brady's former personal chef, Alan Campbell. Of course, Brady and the Patriots in the big game for seemingly the umpteenth time. And what's so remarkable about Brady is that he is 40 years old, coming up on 41, and he's still playing at an elite level in the NFL. That is just unheard of. So to what does he attribute that success? Much of it has to do with his diet. Alan Campbell, of course, his former personal chef, he talks about how Brady keeps it primarily plant-based. Campbell has a heck of a story of his own. Once a traditional chef in the restaurant, until he saw the light, learned all about the health benefits of a vegan diet. And he said after that, he could no longer in good conscience serve his customers traditional food. So I hope that you enjoyed this podcast and I hope that you subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Very excited now to be joined by chef and author Alan Campbell. This guy is just incredible. Welcome to the show, Alan. Thanks, Chuck. Great to be here. Oh, man. You know, when they told me that I was going to be talking to you, I got all sorts of excited because I'm a football guy, and I know your background is working with, you know, some pretty elite football players. So we'll dive into that in a minute. But tell me a little bit about your story up front. How did you get into the whole plant-based movement? So I was a traditional chef my whole life, and with that came a traditional American diet. Um, Work hard, play hard, eat when you can. Lots of very rich, decadent food and butter and lots of meat. I opened steakhouses and French restaurants. And and long story short, 27 years old, I kind of got my butt kicked by the restaurant business. I just opened a high-end steakhouse, and I ended up in the ER with my sciatica twisted. And wow. I was just, whether that was the final draw or other, other things leading up to it, um, that was what ultimately led me to start looking at my health in a different light. So I had a couple friends in Miami that were vegan, and they suggested that I do a cleanse for a few days. And it was just raw fruits and vegetables, two, two and a half, three days, um, and I did it. And during that time, I was still working in the business, still serving all this food that I was not able to eat. And I just couldn't look back. I now felt food for the first time um, going into my body and my taste, and everything was just um heightened by this cleanse that i did and i never looked back i got so i'm sorry to cut you off but at at what point did you kind of have this awakening that you didn't want to serve that kind of food to other people as well i mean that it had to have been your conscience at play at some point yeah it was so it happened pretty quick i obviously started to change my own eating habits first and then i started to really dive into all the documentaries and started to blog i just started to write like a maniac and I always did like to write, although I hadn't written like that since college, you know, mm-hmm. and at this time I was probably 28. So it had been some time and I was just thrilled to start writing. And obviously with the writing and my own lifestyle, I started to look at how I could um, transfer this energy into my cuisine and into my food. And unfortunately, the hotel I was in, in this venue, what didn't allow me to do much. I, I did some, but... Um, I wasn't able to do much at that point. I eventually got laid off from that hotel, which was mm. a blessing in disguise. <laughs> and I 
followed the path. I followed the food I wanted to cook. I promised myself I would only cook the food I wanted to cook. I left the restaurant business. I turned down jobs. I became self-employed. I moved in with a friend. I gave up all of the luxuries in my life, sure. my gym, all these things to minimize my expenses. And I just followed what I really wanted to do. Um, I landed a couple gigs with random plant-based food companies, like marketing their food and you know private chef stuff for friends. And long story short, it led me back to Boston. And here I am today. Yeah. So, I mean, you really took a leap of faith. You went all in on, on going vegan. Yep. Really, you're to be commended for that. I would imagine that really had to have been kind of a scary time, even though you were following your gut there. Right. So um, one thing I, I strongly believe is that plant-based is the foundation of what I do, of everything that I do. Um, and with that consciousness, I couldn't just go back to cooking that food that I had been cooking my whole life. I right. could no longer put a plate out to serve to a guest knowing now what I knew. I just, I couldn't do that. I could no longer do that. So you moved back to Boston and I assume then that led you to perhaps your most famous client, Tom Brady. How did that relationship blossom? Yeah. So I was in Miami. I had been on my own for about a year and I started to get recognized. I did a, an event. I did a, 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 um, a closed doors dinner and I got some public attention. It was a fully vegan meal. It was mostly raw. And the founder of that event introduced me to Nicholas Torrent, who was Tom's previous chef. Mm -hmm. And so he, we just met for coffee. The founder of the event said, Hey, I think you guys should meet. You have very similar philosophy. And we just met for coffee. I had no idea who he was. Um, he didn't know that I was from Boston originally and also a big fan of Tom and Giselle. And so he tells me as these clients that he would love to keep, but he also wanted to open a restaurant. It happened very, very quick. Next thing you know, I was in LA filling in for him. He gave his notice and they asked me to come back to Boston. And I just, I left Miami kind of dead in, dead, dead in its tracks and I came back to Boston. I mean, the, the timing on this interview was so fortuitous because as we're recording this, you know, not to get too sportsy about it, but there was a trade made. Tom Brady's backup goes out to San Francisco. Yep. And here's Tom, you know, 40 years old. Um, and the Patriots are, are going all in on him long term. I mean, that's a huge yep. risk in the NFL. And I'd like to think, you know, it's because his health is at a premium. Talk to me a little bit about yep. that. Yeah, I, I'd like to think so, too. I mean, as far as the trade goes, um, I think it, there's maybe there's a backup coming. It would be foolish not to. <laughs> it also feels good to think that they do have confidence in Tom in that way. Um, but, yeah, of course, I do think uh, the way that people eat has a big impact on their performance and their health and longevity and all these other areas of our life that food actually touches on. And, and why is that? You know, why is it that somebody that is vegan, is plant-based, would have a prolonged career versus somebody in the NFL that's eating a traditional diet? Right. So from everything that I've, um, everything that I've read in the studies and the doctors that I follow show that there are studies that, that prove that a plant-based diet can prevent and even reverse um, disease. And obviously we know that dietary-related disease is some of the top um, reasons for for our demise and suffering and a lot of pain and and the healthcare industry it's just it's rampant. So obviously one of the big misconceptions when it comes to plant-based diets and athletes is oh not enough protein you have to keep your muscles up that's certainly not the case. Right. Um, so protein is never an issue. 
And I think protein is, um, although I have no control over it, it's talked about too much. Um, we don't need all this protein that we think that we need. And in fact, too much protein is, is not good. Um, so yeah, in my eyes, I never worry about protein. It's one of the last <laughs> things, I, to be honest. I, I know I've had plenty of clients that want to know protein, 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 especially when I'm consulting with them and they want to convert to more plant-based diet. Sure. Um, I just lay out a few of the good ones like quinoa and amaranth and, and hemp seeds and spirulina and all these really high protein foods. And I just talk about having a nice balance of a variety of plant-based foods will give you all the nutrients that you need. No need to be sucking down protein shakes and thinking about big cuts of beef. There's just no need of it. Now, obviously, you play professional sports, you're going to have road trips, some longer than others, but what, what kind of steps do athletes take to make sure that they're able to continue to eat cleanly while on the road, while, you know, that food may not be as readily available? Yeah, so in my opinion, um, it's really about planning and where are your priorities in your life. And some athletes prioritize diet at, at a very high level and some don't. Um, the ones that I've, I've seen recently in, in the newest book with uh, MLB is, you know, these guys that were chosen to be in the book, they do prioritize that. And they have a system in place where they know where they're going. They know what options they have or they have a chef that prepares food for them. Um, or the welcoming clubhouse will provide them with healthy options. What about back at home? Uh, what would you recommend that uh, athletes and, and just everybody in general who may be listening, what are some of the key items that you recommend they have in their kitchen at all times? As far as fresh food? or Yeah, absolutely fresh food. We're, we're talking 100% fresh food. Right. So I always start with green leafy vegetables. That's the base of every meal that I, that I eat and that I cook. Um, we have to look at having something green always. And that might mean that, yes, you have to wash the kale and you have to spin it and you have to store it properly. <laughs> and it takes some time. But in the broccoli rob and the collard greens and all these other really nutrient-dense bitter greens that might not be the first thing when you're looking at uh, something sweet. Um, but when we really prioritize um, the type of nutrients that we want to be consuming – that's what I look at. I know it's not the most exciting and, and sexy food <laughs> to have in the fridge, but green leafy veggies are, are the root of what um, every meal should be. I want to circle back to sports real quick because I just thought of an interesting question. Obviously, you have clients you know, playing a variety of sports. I know you have some playing baseball, obviously football as well. How do their diets differ depending on the sport that they play? So... The, in the football world, they have a pretty set schedule. You know, they know that they have one game a week and they have to be at practice from the morning until this time. And, and with baseball players, those guys, they have it tough. <laughs> yeah. They can be in a game until one in the morning and then they're sleeping until 11. So it's really, it's customized to each individual. Some of these guys, these baseball players, they don't want to have breakfast. You know, they want their biggest meal to be lunch or to be dinner and they're not waking up until 11 because they had a game that they didn't get home until one. Um, you know, they might have a big breakfast and they might not. So it's really, it really depends on the player. What about as far as the food itself? What kind of different nutrients and, and dishes are we talking about here? So I always look at um, the bigger meals coming earlier in the day. 
So obviously you want to have nutrient-dense, nutrient-packed food throughout the day. But I feel like in order to really give yourself that fuel you need, the same way you put gas into a car before you drive it for a long distance, get that nice, hearty, nourishing meal earlier in the day. And, you know, think about, obviously it doesn't give you, um, some people do this. Some people will have a nice, healthy breakfast and justify having a not-so-healthy lunch or dinner. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but really focus on getting the core of the nutrients earlier in the day. And maybe that will change your energy levels. Maybe that will change your, your thinking and your, you know, many, many things. And I guess my final question for you along these lines is the common athlete, maybe a high school player, maybe just a, an amateur player, a guy that's playing in the Ponce de Leon League, you know, holding on to his youth. They want to explore, you know, a plant-based diet. What are the tips that you have as far as transitioning over into a vegan, vegan diet? So it's funny that most people might wake up and have oatmeal and a smoothie and some fruit. Um, and then they have some caffeinated beverage, coffee, tea. Um, and then for lunch, they might even have a salad. And that salad may or may not have an egg or a piece of fish. And so now it's maybe 1 o'clock. And if they had that salad and that smoothie and that oatmeal, they've already been vegan for a good part of the day. They don't mm, even realize it. Good point. Something about bringing awareness to, like, all the foods that are plant-based that you're already eating. And what is the small amount of – because you're probably not eating – meat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Most likely not. Some sure. people may, but most likely not. So it's really highlighting the good, you know, as opposed to take away this, take away this, take away this. Let's highlight what you're already eating and let's add something to it that's delicious that will substitute what you think, um, you know, that piece of, of meat might be giving you. It's good advice, and I understand that you have your own line of products coming out. Make it a little bit easier for everybody to eat vegan. Go clean. Yeah, so I really want to provide the masses with options. I really do. I see what's out there, and there's not many good options out there. So um, in the beginning stages of preparing foods and mass-producing them here in Boston, I plan to go nationwide eventually with fresh prepared foods. Um, and, yeah, like I said, it's a work in progress, and um, – but I've found a kitchen that I can produce from. I'll bring in my own team and I'll actually make the product. I will not co-pack it. And yeah, it will be affordably priced and it will be um, primarily organic, if not definitely non-GMO. So I'm very excited about that. And what's your signature dish? I have to ask that with you being a chef. <laughs> so I really, um, like I said, I focus on high nutrient level um, ingredients and quinoa is one of those ingredients so i'll do some different quinoa cakes with different um nuts and seeds and legumes and also uh, brown rice and i'm a big believer in sprouting or fermenting or roasting these grains to help make them more digestible and that's a another piece that you don't find very often in these prepared foods um it's definitely not in any kind of canned pre-cooked um rice or uh, grains or legumes so all of those things will be um, hopefully prepared the right way to help with digestion. Was that a story or what? A guy sees the light and goes on to work with the greatest of all time. Good luck to Tom Brady and the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl, and thank you so much for listening. Again, be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play. You can always also check it out online at pcrm.org slash podcast. 
Until we speak again next week, I'm the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll.